When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. <laughs> Seeing a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big mm-hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am your soft disclosure, Jay. There's definitely something soft about you. Hey, <laughs> I just thought of something really funny, though. Like, right at the end of that intro, if I were to just to jump in and, like, just say something, just ruin it all, make you have to start all over, how mad would you be? I'd be irritated, not mad. <laughs> like... Throw your arms up like it, just start cursing or just saying the most awful things. No, you hear me curse. I'm oh, mad. See, then you're mad. Yeah. No. Anybody that knows me knows me. I do not swear very often. Unless you step on a nail after it came all the way through my foot. I didn't just step on a nail. It came to the through the top of my foot after your house got ripped to shreds. It was just and I didn't even hurt the dog. <laughs> it was self control. Yeah. Well. I couldn't catch it. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you had a hole in your foot. Yeah. So much blood. My mom thought the house, like I murdered somebody. She thought the dog was dead. <laughs> it was you. Yeah. It was me bleeding everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to our show. Thank you guys for your constant love and support. Yes. Very greatly felt and appreciated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to run through the top of house stuff real fast, and I'll tell you. then I'll tell you what today's topic is. Ooh, and it's uh, a much requested one we've been dancing around doing for a long time. Oh, it's a treat today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our live show, April 22nd, Post Town Elementary. That's in Milltown, Ohio. Mm-hmm. You can get your tickets below. We're doing that with Hillbilly Horror Stories. Come see us both live. Yep, we're going to have, it's going to have video elements. It's going to have all this fun stuff. So please buy your tickets. Multimedia extravaganza. Yes. Uh, we have, you know, we have do other podcasts on our network. Links for those are below. We have a comedy one, a nature one, 
uh, conspiracy one we produce for those guys, and a fishing one. So yes. you can find all those links below. Uh, YouTube, our, we still have a book giveaway going on currently. And also this Wednesday, which should be March 15th, we're going live on YouTube to announce the Encounter Quest topic. Ooh. So, yeah, the uh, runners of the event are going to come on live with us that night. So make sure you go and watch that. Yeah, come see us live. It's exciting news-breaking stuff, guys. <laughs> and once again, if you're coming to shows, let us know. I like to try to learn everybody's names or at least faces. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard talking over the Internet and not recognizing a new person. I'm not going to be able to do it with everybody, but I like to try to learn. Uh, so, you know, when we get to actually meet you in person, it's just nice. It is a nice new experience. And we still are, at this point, collecting stories, listener uh, listener stories, listener experiences. Please email those to us at cryptidsofthecornpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can remove your name, but we're going to do like a whole listener or two episode uh, where we just read and talk about your stories on air. Yeah, and that's you know kind of the origins of this whole thing was mm-hmm. getting the evidence and getting the stories. And we already have quite a few, so we're looking to get more, though. Oh, yeah. And we got a variety already. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so new reviews. We got two this week. Uh, and this one's from J012. Ooh, it's another J. Yeah, I like my fellow J's. Uh, the title is Floating Mushroom is Fire. And that's the, the extra show we do on this platform. With Joel and Sean. Yes, from Kill the Mockingbirds. Heard you guys several times on Kill the Mockingbirds and love the fact that you're doing a show together. This is an awesome first episode and can't wait to hear the next one. I'll tell you, we already got recorded, and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I read through your comments, and a guy was talking about the sound quality, and the loud guy, I'm assuming the ginger, was very distracting. <laughs> I it's And he says, in his words, sounds like his butt cheeks were too tight, and that he needs to end up in the back of the Sasonian as an artifact in Jay's collection. Oh, and the collection is growing. Keep rolling, fellas. The, yeah, the floating mushroom is fun. Yeah, like, floating mushroom is a unique thing. And it's yes. once a month. It doesn't replace any of our episodes. It's nope. just a bonus. Yeah, a bonus treat for all of you guys. Yeah. A lot of treats today. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is the uh, title is Great Podcast. Uh, I listen to a lot of paranormal podcasts, and this one is quite unique. I really appreciate the scientific and biological interpretations of topics that the hosts cover. Keep up the great work. I'll definitely be listening. This is from Iza Z. Uh, in Canada. And this is an international one. I may have read it before. I kind of thought I did. But this one keeps appearing and disappearing. Oh, okay. So that's, I think, any of the international ones are kind of hard. If you have been an international review and we haven't read it yet, please email it to us. Because sometimes they don't show up. Yeah, it's weird. But even if you if you have read it before, hey, that's still, we enjoy hearing that review. It's a nice one. Yep. All right, Jay's going to read off our new Patreon members, and I'll talk about Patreon for just a second. Yeah, we have four new Patreon members this past week. Join us. Lori Thompson, thank you. Uh, I'm hoping I'm saying this one right, the Simonic. So the Simonic, if I'm saying it right, thank you. If not, let us know. We'll correct it. I'll correct it on the next one, yes. Frosty TB, thank you, Frosty. And someone we know well, or getting to know well, Justin Lamb. Yes, a new member. Yes, uh, to the Patreon family. Yes, yeah, so to the Patreon family. It's growing every week. and like, Oh, yeah. 
We're blown away by that. We love it. We and it's constant support. So thank yeah, you guys. Enough gratitude can't be expressed. How much we appreciate all you guys inside the Patreon. And like I've been hopping on. Like if I'm sitting at home for a couple hours, I'll hop on and talk to everybody, and mm-hmm. we'll just talk about all kinds of cool ideas. Literally, I'm trying to think. We were talking about the other week is just some Bigfoot stuff, and it was just out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and so that's awesome. So if you want extra content and that kind of stuff, you know, the three dollar tier gets you the extra episodes. The five and ten dollar tiers get you a lot more perks, including the Discord, the private Facebook mm-hmm. group, the custom T shirts, and stuff of that nature. And if you guys just keep joining, I'll quit my job. Yes, and we'll do this every night and talk to you guys. I Patreon. literally will. Yeah, like no joke, we'll do it. We're, we're, we a lot of good things can we'll happen. We'll produce an episode every day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Literally start the day off with an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh special hello to dane and will hunter so dane had uh, interviewed me for his school project about giants it was dane it said yes okay and will's his father okay they listen to us they live out in colorado uh and they listen to us on their way back and forth to town it's a three-hour drive to town oh i thought we lived in a rural area. that's what i literally said during the interview i thought we lived in a rural area wow okay uh no they live in a real rural area they're wonderful people yeah, oh, yeah. long time listeners and i was we were very honored that he chose us for his school project oh heck yeah so i that's their their special shout out sweet well yeah thank you guys now on to the meat and potatoes the only mm. thing i really eat <laughs> that's why i look like a potato and meat yes uh fey folk in the u.s specifically Ooh, okay this is gonna be a big i did not want to tackle the european fey folk that's a lot of fey yeah. in one day oh my gosh so this is going to be an introduction episode this is not going to be an all-inclusive episode right just the amount the volume of people that do research into the fey folk is is dramatic the fey is like a big spider web yeah so it's take this as an introduction we're going to go through the fey the fey in north american culture the native american cultures uh, they and then all that kind of stuff. And we're going to go into our thoughts of what the Fae are and how they're kind of used in modern day as a blanket term for the paranormal. Okay. But first off, what does Fae mean? You know, it gets kind of thrown around in these paranormal circles we run. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people that use it may not directly understand the meaning behind it. Yeah, it's definitely taken on a whole, almost a meaning of its own. It, it, yeah, right now I think it's kind of used as a blanket term for anything that's paranormal and sentient. Okay. Okay. So intelligent paranormal phenomena yeah. are being described as fey folk, which is not wrong, but I don't think everything that's intelligent and paranormal is fey. Fey folk, yeah. But right now it kind of is, as far as what people are using the definition for. Mm. But the literal definition is little folk or hidden folk. Okay. Uh, and this in Europe, you know, fairies, trolls, that kind of stuff, those are the fey. Right. So they're little, they're littler people. That, and they describe them as people, even though sometimes they do not look like humans. People is used as beings of intelligence, not as humans. Gotcha. Not our species, but a bipedal, human-like. Yes. They are vaguely humanoid. Yeah. Uh, what trolls are considered fey folk mm-hmm. uh, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's very interesting. Uh, they seem to protect nature and in some cases can become very aggressive if you mess with or take anything from their territory. Naturally so. Yes. and But to some points, it's a little dramatic. Even taking, like actually taking a pebble in your shoe. Hmm. And they can become very, and they can get very poltergeisty. Oh, that's not good. Yes. 
You know, I've taken some rocks from places. And I, always, I mean, literally, that fish tank has rocks from all over the world. True. That I, I picked up. Okay. And I've brought some home from other countries. You know, I just snuck into my pocket just because it looked pretty or something. Uh, Most places, it's legal. I hope. So. I just hope I didn't, you know, disturb anything. Yeah. And it, it's kind of weird. It's just, it's just odd. And it, it's going to come down. We're going to talk about communication with the Fae. And I think that's where it really breaks down to that they are on a different kind of level than us. And the communication is very difficult. Different, it's strange, per yeah. se. And even emotional stuff to where we may be bothering them and we don't know it. Yeah. And they're bothering us and they don't know it. Okay. So, yeah. So, unintentional emotional communication. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, fairies in America, fairy folklore in the U.S. and Canada. Otherworldly Oracle is the website we're using for this. Okay. It broke it down really nice. It's actually one of the only articles we're using for this episode. Okay. Because it was very easily broke down so to an nice understandable o- level. Overview of it. Yep. So types of fae in Native American cultures is the first topic we're going to cover. Uh, fairies in America, the fae folk in the U.S. and Canada. The belief in fairies is a worldwide phenomenon. Enchanting story of green elves, pixies, trolls, and sprites abound in countries like Ireland and Germany. We don't hear about those stories much in Native American fairies or the different types of fairies here in America. But remember, fairies are everywhere. Because the fairies are natural spirits or nature spirits, they are typically seen in, misun- or mi- they're seen in undisturbed natural places. The Native Americans tell us stories of encounters with little people and how they've helped children and taught shamans. The fairies in American can be territorial depending on their type. The fairies in America can be territorial depending on their type. Uh, so we're going to go over some other types. Fairies in America, the green elves and the pixies. Elves come from Scandinavia and Celtic mythology. According to the Pros Alda, uh, there are two types of elves, light and dark. In America, the elves are earthly beings who are dressed in green. In a witch's guide to fae folk, Eden McCoy refers to the kind as green elves. Green elves have green-tinted skin and sometimes wear green caps on their head. The green elves in America are shorter in height and are encountered on the edge of forest and graveyards. They are similar to elves in Irish folklore. Uh, these beings live in the trees and protect their homes and their surrounding wildlife. In Ireland, they are seen to be near ancient burial mounds. Mm. Wink, wink. Which, can, uh, which could indicate their connection with the dead or confirm the fairyland is somewhere underground. Okay. Uh, when I lived, and this is the author, when I lived in Maryland as a teen, we had large, area, large areas of trees on our property. One tree in particular always felt incredibly magical to me. One day, uh, uh, we had a physical visit to our house, and I mentioned that tiny winged fairies fitting around are fluttering around the oak tree. My mom and I agreed that it was indeed the fairy tree. Because of this experience and other experiences with a grapefruit tree in my Florida backyard, I believe there were small winged fairies like pixies living in America as well as in Europe, Hmm. maybe worldwide. Green fairies are the fairies in America that reside in forest and have a green skin color and clothing. Hmm. So that's kind of this first type, this kind of classic fairy. I get two things that popped in my mind from that, from Mm -hmm. like media or whatever. First of all, first thing I think of is uh, Zelda, mm-hmm. if anyone's ever played that, especially namely like the Ocarina of Time game, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's like the most popular one. Is roughly. it Link and Elf? 
Y- well, he's part of that, yeah, that, uh, I don't know, tribe? I don't know, whatever you would call I can't remember the names right now uh, of them. That little group that lives in the forest. What the heck are their names? I'm bl- I'm a, Anyways. I should get called out for this because I should know this, and it's I'm drawing a blank. But, yeah, I think of them, like, type of forest beings. Like, you know, they're one – they're pretty nature. You know, they live in the trees. They live in – Get, with the green tunics, the green hats, like I think of that. But then I also think of, uh, like you described later, the movie Fern Gully. You ever seen that? Yes. I very oh, much yeah. think of Fern Gully, and there might be my uh, Disney soft disclosure, you know, type thing. These things might have existed, and Fern Gully might be because remember in the beginning they were going through and like marking out trees to clear cut for the logging industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of old, you know, well we know. Uh, like a lot of the old trees in America, the old forests have all been stripped or cut down or, yeah, you know, whatever, 90 whatever percent has been. There's no forest in the U.S. that hasn't had impact. Right. Like just clear cut or just as the old trees anymore. You know what I mean? It's all gone. And, you know, if a lot of these spirits or fae folk that dwelled here before, if we just clear all that out, you know, it kind of clears them out. I don't know, but maybe that's why their history isn't as, well uh, recorded as you know the european and i think the european force are still for the most part a lot of the old stuff is still there right uh somewhat they've had a long time long longer of a history of cleaning it clean, clear cuttings okay i i guess unless you get to scandinavian stuff like that yeah yeah i don't know as well i don't know their history as well even i don't even know our history i know what we've been taught but i don't fully even believe that so i i think america could have just the continent America could have just as old a history as, you know, people living here and whatever. It's just not recorded or it wasn't saved or taught to us. You know, it's what it should be. So there might be a whole history of these things that had their whole foothold here, had whole yeah. civilizations here that just gone now. Maybe they're the great mound builders. Could be. Very well could be. You ready for the next type of fairy? Yeah. Mentioned in the U.S.? Oh, yeah. The household fairy. It is possible that certain fairies travel to America with our ancestors, such as the Brownie, a Scottish house fairy. It is thought to have been brought to Canada in the U.S. with Scottish immigrants being in the 17th century. Tales are told online about various Americans sightings of brownies living in their uh, older colonial homes. It's not often that they're discovered living in a modern or newly constructed house. They like to stick to the one family and most are attached to the first Scottish immigrant families that settled here. However, some Scottish American people claim to have uh, to have attached to their homes using offerings and other tactics. Mm. So that this may be a fairy or fae folk that's brought here with us. Yeah, from Europe, yes. or wherever. Okay, and then a lot of and that's kind of a common thread with some of other paranormal cryptids and creatures mm-hmm. that are brought over. Yes. That they either were still here when we got here mm-hmm. or that they came over with us. And that kind of, and to me, I don't know, that kind of paints that we're more connected to the paranormal world, which I think we are. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have this orbit around us and that we take our beliefs and the things around those beliefs with us. Right. Okay. I Yeah. I mean, I can agree with that or see it through. And I wonder too, and I think you, you might agree now in modern times we're definitely not as connected to this stuff anymore yes if if 
we were as bringing the average them, person. Yeah, if we were bringing them over on ships or something like that, you know, to live with us or whatever, it's definitely not that same relationship anymore. And if anyone's doing it, it's it's kept in secret. That's for sure. So I blame inter- the internet for it, for like killing this kind of killing magic. Uh, oh, okay. Well, good or bad. So you don't think this creature is like more of a biological actual creature? I th- or more of a I th- spirit. I think it's hard to d- distinguish that connection. between the two. I think they are biological to where they're from. Okay, they're just not biological here. I don't know why I thought of this though, but this this certain type just gave me Roger the alien vibes from uh, American Dad. <laughs> yes, yeah, living in the attic. Like yeah, he brought it home with him. Yeah, and now he's attached to the family. Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, you're right. I mean, like that's what it is. Yeah, brownies are viewed at being very positive. You know, it's like Dobby. Dobby the elf I is, got is, that a, is vibe too. a brownie. Oh, okay. So it's modeled after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same vibe then. Until he turns into like uh, the thing from Lord of the Rings. Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, now I, I can't think of it. Uh, the Precious. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, oh, oh gosh. We're being really bad with name and stuff today. I know. Why can't I? Uh, uh, it's around the tip of my tongue. But yeah, so brownies are one we brought here. You ready for the next one? And my last one for this little list. Yeah. The Tomatra. Okay. The Tomatra. I think I'm saying it right. It's Finnish. So, good luck. <laughs> uh, Finnish house fairies. The Tomatra is a house fairy that's been brought to America by the Finnish immigrants. Similar to the brownies attached to Scottish immigrant families. The Tomatra is attached to the Finnish immigrants. If you are Finnish-American or have Finnish blood, the Tomatra may take up residence in your home. The difference between the Tomatra and the brownie is the Tomatra is a bit more mischievous. Uh, he will protect your home from invaders, spiritual or physical, but he will also play tricks when you and when he's bored or when he's irritated. Only American women claim to still have objects like jewelry and pebbles thrown at them while they're in their bedroom. Hmm. So this is, gets more poltergeisty level. Yeah. But it's viewed as the Tomatra is viewed as still a positive thing, but more like a little brother to where, you know, they'll still screw with you. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, they'll protect you. Yeah, they'll protect you. Hmm. Now, does this describe any like physical attributes to them? No, so this is more where we're getting to the the actual like spirit. Spe- just a ghostly type. And that's kind of the faith folk kind of ride that line. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's right on the border of both, I guess. Yeah. Now, the next little section, I have literal Native American tribes and their stories or their legend and they're all short. They're all a paragraph or two. Okay. Uh, so this is, like I said, this is the introduction. I'm going to mispronounce a lot of things coming up. It's all good. I think everyone knows by now. Yeah, but if it you're happens. new here, I can't read, and that's kind of the joke. <laughs> it's fun, though. Uh, specifically with Native Americans. It's like a little journey for all of us to try to figure out. Yeah, what uh, what the hell Justin's talking about this week? <laughs> Native American, uh, some Native North American beliefs in fairies. So we're going to go through several tribes. First one up is Native Hawaiian fairies. Mihuin. The Mihuin is the name of the tribe. Okay. If you're Mihuin and I'm mispronouncing it, please send us an email at cribsofthecornpodcast at gmail.com and let me know how to pronounce it properly. But the Mihuin, I'm I'm kind of confident. These are Hawaiian natives? Yes. Okay. Uh, the native, uh, the native Hawaiians, in their own legends, the little people called. Oh no! So the the, the Mihuen are the their little people. Oh, okay. Sorry, the Mihuen were small indigenous people who lived in Hawaii before the Tahitian people could or came to res or reside there, and that's the native Hawaiians. Okay. 
Uh, Hawaiian legend tells of these little people building some of their islands, uh, sacred places such as ponds and mounds. They were uh, they were thought to live deep in the forest in the valleys. Com- uh, compared to the Miwin, the Native American legends of little people, they were striking or they had striking similarities. The Miwin were about six inches to two feet tall, according to legends. Despite their small stature, they were able to build entire structures overnight. Scholars believe the Miwin were the first people of Hawaii, present before the t- uh, the the uh, na- modern Native inhabitants, and were driven out of the for- or driven to the forest during their invasion of 1100 A.D. The Mihuan were small in structure, stature, and were uh, small on the eyes, or small in the eyes of the. I cannot say any of these words. Uh, some still claim to see the Mihuan, but often sightings are described are described as that because children see them, or discarded because children see them. In my opinion, the children see fairies in America easier than adults because their minds are still fresh and open. Mm-hmm. That, that's the author. So I mumbled through that. Basically, they were the native people before the native people. Yeah, just tiny, you know, max two foot tall, almost gnome-like, uh, incredible, capable of building incredible structures just like European gnomes. It sounds like just like, you know, hominid race, another hominid race yeah. type. Not so much paranormal, but... And actually, the Finding Bigfoot did a Hawaiian special looking for them. Okay. Thinking they were a pygmy Bigfoot or something oh, of that gotcha. nature. Okay. So there's also like in South America, you know how they have those megalithic structures and things built alongside with them. I, I wish I just found this the other day too. There's also similar structures and things built, especially that are like buried that they're still digging up. Same type of building structures and everything, just on a very minuscule level, literally for like a six inch tall, one foot tall person. So, but in the same vein as like being built as some of these megalithic, huge structures, miniature versions are being built by something that would, if it was humans built both of these or humanoid creatures built both of these, it would be of a very small size, like a scale model, but like it was functional, like something was using it. So, I, you know, these things might not just be these things. These people might not just be native to Hawaii, but maybe that's just like one of the last outposts where they were protected is where they had it. I, I almost feel like this was just like a, a relic human being like type creature. I don't know. So yeah, there's a fish pond in Hawaii that's credited for these guys building. Okay. And they said they built it overnight. It's a, it's a big native Hawaiian legend. Okay. And it's still there to this day. It's made of lava rock and stuff like that. In the lava rock on Hawaii, uh, you can't take it. They literally, they have all these signs saying that, like, basically, the spirits of Hawaii do not like the lava rock leaving. Yeah. So, please. And you can actually look up a video of the postmaster of Hawaii, and he talks, yeah, we get about 11,000 rocks back a year. Back? Like- yeah, because people take them. Oh, and immediately have such bad, horrible stuff happening in their life, poltergeist-like activity. Yeah. They send them back. And that falls into this fey folk line hmm. that they really don't like you messing with the lava rock because the lava rock is the heart of Hawaii. Yeah. It's what built Hawaii. Right. Yeah. And that when you take it, they make your life a living hell until take, you return it. Taking a piece away from that body. Yeah. Hmm. So it could be like the manifestation of the island itself, a spirit. That element. could be. And then that's these things are integrated as nature spirits. Yeah. Specifically guarding their territory uh, to the death. And it's normally your death. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so, you ready for the next one? Yeah. Little people in Nova Scotia. Ooh, Scandinavian. No, wait. Nova Scotia's Canada. Sorry. I got excited. 
They're, this is North American yeah, little I people. I got excited. Uh, the Iskino tribe in Canada tells of little people. Uh, they are in the hills of Nova Scotia, where the Iskino claim the little people are lived for centuries. The townsfolk warn their children against going into the mountains for fear the little people will take them away. Remarkably, stories that the Iskino people, encountering little people or fairies, are detailed and documented in the book, uh, The Fairy Faith. Mm. They, they literally, they're still seeing them to this day. Mm-hmm. So the Iskino basically have very similar stories to Scandinavia, to where they live in these hills, and they, you don't mess with them. Literally, uh, for trolls in Scandinavia, yeah, will actually go in and they'll check to see if there's trolls or fairy mounds in the area before they build highways and stuff. And they were, Scandinavia is famous for adding hundreds of miles to highways to not disrupt the, the fairy folk areas. Really? Yeah. And people are like, oh, you're crazy. Well, no, I think they have actual experiences with them, and they're like, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not worth doing it. It's not worth trying to explain it. It's just not worth messing with them. Right, yeah. It's like they find literally, like, uh, you can, I, once again, another documentary, you find this little hill on the Scandinavian highway path and they rerouted it 50 miles. To go around it. And it's just like a little lump of soil with a rock on top. Hmm. And they're like, that's a marker for the fairies. Yeah. We don't go any further. So there's something definitely to... A hundred percent. A hundred percent, yeah. To this, like, to where the... If you're rerouting highway construction, yeah. Hundreds of miles in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So these people in Nova Scotia are still seeing these to today? Yeah. And these sound very similar to what... And then... um. Oh, uh, gosh. White. Changelings are another type of fairy, and they're famous for stealing kids. Changelings. What's a changeling? One second. I thought I had to burp. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. It's, so a changeling is a fey folk. There it went. Okay. A lovely audio. Disgusting, yeah. Uh, a changeling is a fey folk that kidnaps children and babies to take their place. Oh, so it takes the place of the baby? Mm-hmm. But the, the baby or the child goes to the fey world and lives out their life. Because they have to be alive for the spell to work. The baby does. Yeah. Wow. So does it inhabit the baby's body? No. It 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 changes its form to look like the baby. Oh, So wow. it gets fed and everything and taken care of. Oh, that's so scary or creepy. Uh, but yeah. But the, supposedly the baby has to be healthy and fine in the fairy realm uh, because that's the only way the spell works. If anything harm or anything comes to the baby, yeah. it affects the changeling. Yeah, I can't even... I never heard about that one before. Changings are very scary, and then they're yeah. still said to happen. Like People say it still happens to this day where their baby, out of nowhere, will be 100% different. Different, Yeah, I've seen those cases before. I think the new Hellboy had one with it. Mm, okay. Uh, one of the newer Hellboys, literally, he came up to a baby, and the mom's like panicked, like, it's not the same. Yeah. Like, And it just looks like a baby. Then he holds up uh, an iron cross to it and it freaks out and like ah, and then he starts punching this baby. baby. It's Hellboy. Yeah, starts so punching this baby. He's like, "All right, all right, you got me." Yeah. Uh, see, that's that's scary. Uh, uh, the good part to know, I guess, is that your baby, your actual baby, is okay. I, I and guess. then so people, what they'll do is they will. I can't remember. There's like a whole process for getting the changeling to admit it's a changeling, and then they'll hold ransom and they'll get the baby back. Is there any stories of them getting the baby? Yes, back? a lot. When we do European fairies, okay, it'll be like a nine-part series. Are they still a baby, or is it like toddler age at this point? Well, it's, it takes. It depends on how long it takes. Like 
I imagine you're like 22 and you're like, all right, the jig's up. I know now. And it's like, all right, you got me. And it switches back. And this person that just had a 22-year experience in the Fey world comes back to here. Most of the time they have no memory. And then when you go to the Fey realm, you don't have any memory. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's like being abducted by aliens, which we'll talk about later. So you're just like, it's exist like foggy. Now. You're like being born. It's like really foggy memory. Man. Like it's like walking through a dream. That's weird. The Choctaw. I can actually pronounce this one. I think I've heard of this one before. Yeah, the Choctaw. My baby sees a Chippewa. Yeah, I was getting ready. No Cherokee or Choctaw. Choctaw. Okay, so, but their word for the Fae is impossible to pronounce. Uh, but the Choctaw believe in little people that are called Kawa Kasha. Kawakasha. Kawakasha. Sure. I'm going to use that. Uh, the Kawakasha are known to capture young men and take them on a quest. Three wise men would wait in a cave opening for the Kashakata and the and the Choctaw boy to be present or to present the boy with three things: a knife, a bag of poisonous herbs, and a bag of healing herbs. If the boy chooses the knife, he has disdain or he's he's destined to be a killer. If the boy chooses a bag of poisonous herbs, he will provide or he will be provided bad medicine to his people. But if he chooses the bag of good healing herbs, he will be a powerful medicine man. And just like the Hawaiians in the Shushine, uh, the, the Choctaw believe these little people live in caves. Now for the Shushine. Have you ever heard of the Shushone, Shushine tribe? Shoshone, I think. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think it's Shoshone. It's an S-H-O, S-H-O-N-E. Yeah, Shoshone. Shoshone. Sorry, everybody. You know where I learned that, though? Hmm. Um. From Napoleon Dynamite, there's a scene. You know a scene where he's like working on that chicken farm, mm-hmm. and that one guy is eating like that pickled egg, whatever he's eating. And he's like pointing, and you can't understand anything he's saying. So if you turn the subtitles on, he's saying like, "Yeah, I found some Indian arrowheads from the Shoshone tribe," and I had to look it up, and then I figured out what Shoshone was. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I learned. So <laughs> uh, the Shoshone. So I'm going with that. I'm trusting you. I'm pretty sure that's right. Just like the Scottish and the English have their fairy folk, the Native Americans have their own, just like we've been talking about. The Shoshone tribe believes in a race of tiny people called, I'm not going to say it, because it's spelled like a very derogatory term. Can I just look at it? I just so I know what you're talking about. Where point again. Oh, I can't even pronounce that. But it's like if you move the remove the three middle layers, middle la- layers. Well, uh, yeah, if you do that. But with my stutter, I don't want to even attempt, attempt it. it. All right, we'll skip over it. Uh, but yeah, these little people live in these rocky mountains and are very aggressive to outsiders. If anyone came near their territory, they'd shoot poisonous tip arrows at them. San Bernardino Mountain Mummy was called into question for legitimacy uh, of the Shoshone fairy legends. The mummy is a small being discovered in the mountains in 1932. You can look at pictures. It's a very weird uh, body. The mummy body has disappeared in the 1950s. So mm. we might never know if it was a real fairy body or not. I know where it is. Yes. It's in a crate in the back room. Just like, I 100% believe something like uh, from the Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones oh, Indiana, exists. 100%. Where you go in that warehouse? Like, I just want to pick one box. Ooh. What if they let you do that? 
Like you get to pick one box. Yeah. None like, of them label. You know, none of them are labeled or nothing like that. You just get one, you get one, then you have to shut up about everything mm-hmm. forever. But you get one. You get one, and you can't talk about it. No, you're allowed to talk about that one. That's the whole deal. Oh, I don't know. Would you do it if you weren't allowed to talk? You get to yeah. open one box, but if you talk about it, for we, my own knowledge, yeah, yeah, the quest for my knowledge, sure, we will suicide you twice. Uh, so second to last one I got is the Cherokee. Okay. The Cherokee, I believe, in three kinds of little people: the rock people, the laurel people, and the dogwood people. Uh, they each have their own. Uh, each oh, they each have their own temperament, and each taught the Cherokee different lessons. The rock people hurled rocks at anyone that got close. <laughs> Similar, That's a good lesson. Similar to the Shoshone legends. Uh, they here, are territorial and very aggressive. The Lural people are very mischievous and play tricks on people for fun, uh, comparable to many European fairy legends. The Dogwood people are good-natured in knowing and helping to heal. Hmm. Uh, they, so it's kind of like the three bags of uh, yeah. the three choices Yes, that the Shoshone had. Yep. There have been uh, there have been fairies in America just as long have they been in Europe. So actually, some of the legends of fairies in North America date back further yeah. than European ones. Okay. See, and that's like whoever I don't know. There's some weird stuff in Appalachia. We know that like weird structures and stuff that were built. You know, it might have been pre Native American. It might have been pre everything we know as today. Like especially what we think America was or has been. It could have just been these people living here for the longest times. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that it's just weird that they're often associated with big structures for being tiny. Yeah. It's kind of like ants. It makes me think of ants. Hmm. That, you know, you don't, you like, or termites. Look at Africa. You know, some of these termite mounds are 30 foot tall. Yeah, gigantic. You can barely see the things that build them. Yeah. Yeah, I or mean, coral reefs. Even thinking like that, like imagine if enough human beings got together like ants. Yeah, we're smart enough, but skyscrapers. You get enough of us together, like the just the strength amount enough. That's just more space for more hands to get their hands on things. You know, you could have two six foot guys, but you know, you get four or eight two foot guys to fit the same area. They could get a lot more done. It's a lot smaller space. Might be something to it. We're we're thinking giants built these things. It might be the other way around. And yeah, giants and fairies have a weird relationship. Yeah, weird coexistence throughout history. Yeah. So, like with all these native fairy, I got one more. Okay, okay, okay. I thought that was the last. Nope. One. The crow tribe. Ooh, the crow. Mm-hmm. The crow and the blackfoot are some of my favorite tribes. Hmm. I just fa- love their history. Fun fact. Right, yeah, it is a fun fact. The crow believe in little people called the nimber bee. The Nimber Bee lived in the Pyro Mountains and gave visitors it of the Planty Cops an early 20th century crow chief. According to the legends, uh, the, the fairy visitors gave Planty Crops uh, kept the crow people safe and, un, and united. The crows say that they passed the Pyro Gap and leaving their offspring to the little people, or leaving offerings to the little people. So there's they live in this mountain range. They gave the uh, they gave them vision or they gave visions to planty crops and they were an early twentieth century crow chief. They gave him visions. Sorry, okay. mumbled through that. Yeah, yeah. They basically were giving him how to keep the people united and how to keep them strong. Okay, okay. So they're help. I mean, they're helpful until they're not eating your babies. Yeah. So that's kind of the weird underlying thing with the fae. Yeah, is that they can be quite helpful, but they can also they. 
their emotions are very different than ours. They need offerings and whatnot. Yeah. Which, you know, those things still exist today, I think, especially in like secret societies or powerful societies. Yes. You can trade stuff. Yeah. And especially like off like sacrifices or, you know, women and children offerings. And there might be some of this stuff still in play today that we're just, you know, obviously it's hidden from us. But some of this stuff does overlap. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, think of all the paranormal stuff we've talked about over the last year and a half. Oh, yeah. And how much could be tied. That's kind of why I don't like talking about the Fey folk. Mm -hmm. Because I can feel like, I do feel like it's a lot of the stuff. Yeah. But I don't think it is a lot of the other stuff. Well, a lot of this stuff, too, with this history, like we're just sticking right now to the Fey, like as in like the little, you know, referred to as like little people. But we are... Dari talked about Fey is a big blanket term, so it can be any from from like spirits to goblins to uh, ogres. And yes, like all this stuff is also under the Fey, and the Fey can shape shift. We'll talk about that in a bit, so, which is a whole other element. So, I, I but right now we're basically sticking to what the ancient or natives in their natural to. form. They seem to be little, just little people. Yeah, yeah, little humanoids. So that most of the time they don't look version. like people. Gotcha. Okay. They're, right, they're right, called right. people as in being intelligent beings. Right. Intelligent. Not because they hum- look like humans. Correct. Like our proportions or things like that. Yeah. Like, they, they, they can be very odd, mm-hmm. including the Pukwudgies. Right. Which are, uh, which are fey. They are considered to be a lost tribe, but they literally look like porcupines. In- intelligent little people. Yeah. Little, just little beings. Yes. They're hu- human-ish, humanoid-ish, bipedal. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So before we move on to some stories, mm-hmm. I have I have several short stories from the ye olden days 
of humans encountering Fae. Oh. There are problems with communication. Some are there, so some Fae seem to be very confused by human vernacular, which is just language and words. Mm-hmm. And how we word things seems to really uh, sometimes really really confuse them. And how they word things seem to really really confuse us. They often have problems uh, conceiving and translating their emotions to ours, and it can result in very negative outcomes. Mm. Uh, just we, like, this overall, people who experience overall, like, oppressive feelings being around Faye mm-hmm. uh, were absolutely scarism, and they may not be trying to do that. Right. And it's just weird. It really seems like uh, alien-ish. Not aliens as in foreign, like, or not aliens as in from another world, aliens as being foreign. Right. Well, you said it right at the beginning there. It's like an emotional, not detachment, but... They, yes, I, I think that's fair. It's emotional detachment to our emotions. Yeah. They're not the same. It's, right, it's different. Everything's just interpreted differently, felt differently. Yes, it's like meeting another, uh, another, going to another country that speaks a completely alien language with completely different customs, but 10 times. Like, like isn't it giving the thumbs up in Australia like a bad thing? I don't know. We have is a lot. Of, is, is it? it? All yeah, of our Australian listeners. Us. I always heard it was like up yours or something like that. I don't know. Could be. But just if let's say that is true, let's use that for example. Yeah, if you go to another country and you give them the thumbs up, like thinking it's a good thing, and they're going to perceive it as a whole other. Well, how about this? Opposite. Chimps are intelligent. Yeah, we're intelligent. When we smile, it's a show of pleasure and happiness. Mm-hmm. When we show our teeth. When they show their teeth, it's a sign of aggression and danger. Yeah, like, don't mess with me, I'm going to eat you. Yeah, I'll and so when you smile off. at a chimp, you're challenging it. Mm. Yeah, same thing, yeah. So that can be, you could be doing something so mundane, like, and then you could be stepping in, like, fairy structures and stuff like that, breaking them, and you don't realize it. Yeah. So you've attacked them. Right, you, yeah, by not even knowing it. Completely unawares. So that is something we covered before we move on to some stories. And I have a, a, about seven or eight of them, little tiny stories. Okay. Uh, and these are in the, from the same article. Real encounters with the fairies in America. Fairies in America don't just live in legends and lores. They've shown themselves to very lucky individuals. In my opinion, probably not so lucky. Yeah. In the late 1800s, an entire group of people saw fairies flying above the chimney rocks in North Carolina. It was documented to the nearest town scholar. A professor was called on. In 1891, a professor was working on the North Carolina home when there was a knock at the door. A few children stood there and pleaded with the professor to come to the side of the chimney rock. There were people floating, uh, the children said, the people were floating around the side of the mountain, the children claimed. The professor dismissed their stories as a prank and sent them away. But then a few minutes later, another knock. This time it wasn't the mischievous children, but an elderly woman from town. She also pleaded with him to come to see the ghosties on the side of the chimney rock. Mm. At this point, he decided to accompany the old woman to the chimney rock, assuring her that there was no supernatural thing floating around the side of the mountain. A real fairy sighting at chimney rock, the professor accompanied the woman to chimney rock and to his amazement saw what they had seen. There were dozens of these bright little beings flying around the mountainside, right there on the side of the mountain. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. Was this real? These beings were bright and wearing white glowing cup or white glowing gowns. Sorry, too many G's. Yeah. Uh, and they looked like humans. There were dozens of these fairies. They even appeared to be men, women, children. 
More townsfolk went to the or went that day to see the real fairies or little people. Some in their later years claimed that they were angels, and the story lived on for many years after at Chimney Rock. Mm. It's kind of a cool story, and it's it's weird. It seems like uh, we're going to talk about it later. With they, I think they're kind of like a different light spectrum than we are. Okay, but a random events kind of cause our worlds to be visible to each other. Yeah. I agree with that. I think the Fae are constantly around us. They're not like interdimensional where they go, they're go. they from somewhere else. They're here, but they're on a different light wave. Different frequency. Yeah, they're constantly, though. They constantly exist beside us. Yeah. Uh, so that's the big difference with interdimensional and this kind of light wave thing where the interdimensional, they're in a different bubble and they just pop in and out. So it's like opening and closing a door yeah. rather than being here and kind of being invisible. Right, yeah. I wonder if they can perceive us as much though i think it's i think it goes both ways i think we're kind of ghosty to them yeah okay that would make most sense i would imagine Uh, or maybe they even have a little bit more control over it i don't know i think i that's probably more what their magic could be technology and that kind of stuff to us yeah in the limited amount we can experience them they just seem like magical little beings because you know to us they are yeah you ready for the next one yeah Strange Fairy Music is the title. Ooh. A mother and her children decided to have a picnic in the forest. They were whistling. I added that bit. Oh, okay. Just for you. That's me. <laughs> this could be me. This will be you. Uh, but it'll be Puck Wedges eating your bones. Mm. While eating lunch, a family heard strange music playing close by. It sounded unlike any music they had ever heard, and they found it particularly strange because there was no houses in the woods nor had they seen any people nearby. The music got louder and began coming or began to come closer. The mother didn't want to stick around to see what was making the music, so she gathered her children and left. The little girl, who was now a woman, didn't just hear the music that day, and she saw the small people dancing in a circle in the woods. She didn't tell her pe- or her she didn't tell people for many years in fear that they wouldn't believe her. Mm. The little girl and her sister awoke the morning to see a tiny group of fairies dancing on their shelf. Uh, they were tiny, winged people, seeming to be friendly and happy. She woke up early every morning to try to see the fairies again, but neither her nor her sister ever saw them again to this day. The woman swears fairies exist. Hmm. Reminds me of, uh, uh, what's her name from uh, Peter Pan? Wendy. Wendy. Or oh, no, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Yeah. So here's a weird thing is that fairy parades and fairy weddings are a common trope in Eastern or in European lore. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to see them and you're not supposed to mess with them. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of what I get vibes off the mom. She may have been a firstborn immigrant and may have known stories of these fairy marches or these fairy parades or these fairy weddings. Mm-hmm. And that's why she was getting the heck out of there. Mm, okay. Is if you mess with them even by observing. There's negative repercussions. Interesting. And it's it's weird. It, it, that's a real big European thing. Hmm. Fair, just fairy weddings, fairy These cir- like these fairies on parades. Parades, okay. And they make music and stuff like that. And they seem really cheery and jolly, but they can go fairly dark really quick if you uh, mess, mess with it. What's their, considering messing with their party. Their routine, their, their ceremony. Mm-hmm. I wonder what their music sounds like, though. Don't know. I would like to hear it. No, you wouldn't, because then you're probably dead in the next few minutes. I mean, I wouldn't. It's like be... hearing Jaws music in real life. Maybe it's on Pirate Bay. There you go. <laughs> I 
Maybe someone's got it. You can find a torrent to it and download fairy music. So best of. You remember that mummy I talked about earlier? Yeah, yeah. So the little person mummy. There's a mystery surrounding a little mummy discovered in 1930 in the San Bernardino Mountains. Because the little mummy was undis- or was discovered in a cave, people thought it was once a tiny race of cave-dwelling humans were there. The little mummy was sitting upright and had a flat skull. It had tan skin and sat about seven inches tall. So if it stood up, it might have been a foot tall. Mm. Could this mummy have been proof that little people or fairies described by North America or Native Americans existed? Unfortunately, the little mummy disappeared in the 1950s, so no further testing could be done. Scientists have studied the photographs and claimed that the mummy was a uh, preserved fetus. But what? Uh, but why did the mum, little mummy have a full set of adult teeth? Mm. It's weird. Uh, you everybody could look up. I don't have a picture for you, Jay, but I think I might have seen this before. Yeah, it's a very weird thing. I don't think it's real personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's like could be the a Fiji mermaid. Yeah, somebody made it, mm-hmm. and then it got looked at a little too closely, so it disappeared. Right. Yeah. Some or just someone made it disappear, so it kept that lore and you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that there was getting too much attention? Yeah. So whoever made it was like, uh, I'm about to get called out. Right. Exactly. Can't have that. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? Right. Because there, there's a lot of pictures out there, or you know, evidence of supposedly mummified ancient beings that were small, you know, small like that. I've seen some even smaller. I, I don't know. I'm sure. There's a lot of it is hoax, but you know, for every hoax, there might just be one of them that's real. For every ten hoaxes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I meant? Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I get it. So I mean, who know? This could go either way. The things that are interesting to me, I would like to see if it had like the, because with a lot of these, the skull doesn't have the, the uh, what would you call them in the skull? The sections, the different lobes. Fuse marks. Yeah. Normally, there's a parietal which is in the back the occipital no occipital is in the back parietal is in the front so what that is is our heads are so big when we're born our skulls can't be fused until after birth right yeah that's why babies have the soft skull yeah but some of these and even the even the elongated skulls that you see they don't have that uh break in them or that fuse point it's just all one solid bone it was made that way initially and a lot of these old older skulls they find you know some of them are built like that they don't have that what would you call it? Just a fuse mark? Yeah. Okay. So I'd be curious to see if these little ones had fuse marks or if it was one solid thing. The teeth is kind of interesting, having the full set of adult teeth. It looks weird. I don't think this one's real, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, it could be squirrel teeth. They taxidermized it. It looks like it was made in some guy's garage. Hmm. With other bones, perhaps. Yeah, and like pig skin. Yeah, the fem- and then he like and the burnt fe- it. The femurs are raccoon penis bones. Here you go. See, we're on to them already. My last story for you. An American woman claims that she has seen numerous fairies during paranormal investigations, including a green el- er, including a green elf in a cemetery, a sif, which is an air fairy that flies by her house, and even photograph e- photographic evidence of existence of a green man in America. That's a whole nother bag of cats. Green, green man. man. Like, uh, Hellier Season 2 gets into it. Okay. It's Pan, it, Trickster God. Is it any of them giants? No, they're not jolly either. Oh, darn it. So uh, real encounters, with fairy in Amer- or real encounters with fairies in America have been happening for hundreds of years, maybe even thousands, are still happening to this day. 
because uh, of my articles about fairies, the author's talking now. I've received emails from people who have pictures of fairies in the forest. Whether fairies are real or physical beings or spiritual beings, I cannot decide. But I know they exist in one form or another, and they are prevalent in America. Or prevalent, mm. sorry. Yeah, so that's Same the end difference. of the article. I have to look up something else. So there's a guy on YouTube that has, like, I don't know if it's real fairy evidence video, but I'm sure if you've looked him up at all, like I've seen these, uh, they appear real. It comes off as like a real documentary and things like these out looking for these things and actually catch them on film. But I looked it up and the guy, he is, he does it for fun and he puts it out there for fun, but not in those videos. Like if you actually go to his website, he says he's a filmmaker and does these things. Like he likes to draw on things and does these things for fun. You know, the videos are CGI. He's the guy, that, the worm video you see with that underground, the worm dragon-like thing. Yeah, that's kind of slithering. it's him. He's the same guy. Okay. Um, so. I immediately don't believe anything he has then. Right. So that's. Because that looks really good. It looks really good. And so does his fairies videos. They're really great. But uh, I can't, I wish I could find his name. Erwin Saunders is his name. So Just check him out and decide for yourself. Great videos. And they're, the videos are awesome, and he makes them as, like, documentaries. But he says himself, they're all, like, they're all made up for fun. Okay. Like, he says it and admits it. But you got to, like, dig and find it, you know, to make sure. Because it comes off as, like, he makes, he wants the videos to come off as, like, yeah, a real thing. the dragon one got spread around for a long time. Saying oh, yeah. that it was people encountering one in Iran. Right, yeah. A yes. cave dragon. See, someone stole the, yeah. the original content. And, and it looks really good it's good yeah and his fairy videos look really good and they're like these small you know mm -hmm. could be six inch to one foot creatures with wings that look kind of like dobby with wings flying around the forest and they pop up i have trees. seen this i have seen yeah. this so it's great it's great stuff but again it's that stuff's not real <laughs> so we're just distinguishing that out there so let's talk about uh some things we've already kind of touched on are these in different reality? Are are they from different realities? Are they from the same reality, just with a different light spectrum than us? Mm, yeah. So, what what's your thoughts? I almost feels like they are from a a different reality, but uh, maybe the light spectrum thing covers it. it like I th I know I've said it on other episodes how we live in the physical world, but there's like a metaphysical or like a spiritual realm overlaid on top of it, and like they both exist at the same time. And, you know, one kind of interacts with the other, you know, through your own thoughts and things like that. These things can interact or change. But I don't know if they're just beings that are living, they're more in that realm that can interact with this realm easier. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a weird thing to try to put your finger on. I'm going, the, they're always around us. I think they are a part of our natural physical environment. Okay. I think fairies are physical. If you could see their true form. Mm -hmm. I do think you could punch him to death. Oh, okay. Uh, well, what would like their true form you think would be? Though? That's the thing is it's so it's so outside of our our biosphere, our reality that yeah, it's hard. Even though they are a part of our our reality, that they're on a whole different level of it. Yeah, which is yeah hard to wrap your mind around. Could you choke it if you could find their real physical form? And I think that you'd never see their actual physical form. It's all interpretations and the mm. manifestations they're putting forward so they can interact with you. So they're just, their actual form is just energy, like an energy. Form. I don't even think that. I know. I think they're actually, there is a physical body that just is mm. invisible due to the light spectrum. Okay. 
and their whole world is invisible due to the light spectrum right or a different frequency but they're still physically occupying the same space they are just off kilter a little bit so the the embodiments that we're seeing are their focus point of what they want us to see kind of like the upside down and stranger things kind of how like everything's the same not space, really that's like it's... a dimensional flip it's weird okay. it's a, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around true because they it, oh, i guess the only way i could describe it would be like in stranger things but at the same time like how they're affecting the lights and stuff you ever bump into talk. anything that's not there perhaps or trip on something that doesn't exist I've done that before. Or it feels like someone poke, pushes you in the back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is happening. Yeah. It's actually there. You just It's a whole different world you can't interact with. Right, yeah. Because it's one phase off. Right. But it's not interdimensional, which is like a... When you th- we talk about dimensions, think of it as bubbles. And that where the bubbles meet is where you can open and close doors to go in and out of each other's bubble. Yeah. They're not overlapping. They're side by side. Right, right. I get that. This is on our same light spectrum. These things physically exist. Right. We just can't interact with them. Different frequencies. Yeah, exactly. And that this is just the interpretation they want us to see. Now, if that's correct, this would explain why sometimes these freaks of cryptids exist. They come through these frequencies or whatever. Yeah, it's them. It's the Fey. Gotcha. That's how they're expressing themselves this, this time. Yeah. That's how they're pushing their imagery into our in our face to our reality yeah hmm. and this is why so old a lot of old old european legends talk about how to tell a fae is either a human with wrong double sets of teeth wrong colored skin multiple fingers that kind of stuff fae always get something wrong are extremely odd animals yeah okay so if Her we're talking text. sometimes you know 900 ad text Talking about extremely odd animals. Got to be quite. Off. It could be everything from a lion that they've never seen to a uh, uh, to, to the a bizarre s- beast of Bald Mountain, which is a, like a jellyfish horse. Okay, or a sor- sauropod. A pseudo- no, a sauropod. Sauropod. Dinosaur. No, no, no. Gosh, the one person, the pre, the people with the giant foot. What, remember those? I, I don't you? know. I, remember, I I block them out. They use their giant foot. Blemmies. To, not the blemmies, but yeah. Let me ish. They're in that realm. Pseudopod? Maybe. I, I, anyways. Something. It's a human being with one giant foot instead of two legs. It just has one giant leg as its lower body with a giant foot, and it hops around it, and then it can it lays on its back and uses its foot as sun, like sunshade. Sure. That's what Columbus thought. He Supposedly, Columbus thought he would find over here in America. It, it's all, it's all <laughs> fooey. Anyways. He was so fooey. could these really, really weird cryptids be them expressing themselves and maybe using it like a scary face to keep you out, putting on a mask, to, you know? Yeah. Like literally dogmen, you know, dogmen are often associated with burial mounds. Mm-hmm. What if burial mounds aren't burial mounds? They're literally the embodiment of fey villages. Yeah, like the remnants of it? No, they're there. It's underneath? Yeah. Yeah. And it's you can't directly see it, but you can affect it. Gotcha. And that goes into my next point here in a minute. Yeah, maybe some of the stones, like, cross through the dimension. They hold the frequencies that cross through the dimensions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That they're actually there. They're actually fey houses. Yeah, they're there. It's just, yeah. Now let's talk about the alien connection. Okay. A lot of aliens are associated with having trouble understanding human emotion at all. But a lot of them warn us about danger and like hurting the environment. Yeah. You know, the dangers of nuclear stuff. 
So what I'm thinking is some of these alien encounters are the Fae putting on that mask and saying, hey, you know, this the nukes, I think, affects everything. Right. Because I think they're physically here. They're physically tied to our world. We just can't see them all the time. So nuclear devices affect everything. Radiation leaks through all of the all of the wavelength. Right. So if if, if the world was a, a radio, uh, at home radio you have on your countertop, we're living on this frequency, but then you just tune the dial. They're living on that frequency, but it's still connected. It's still yes, we're all still. So in if we the radio. blow up the planet, it's st- they yeah. they die with us. Yeah, if the radio blows up, no more frequencies. So that's why they out. really didn't care for a long time about what we did. Yeah, because like it really doesn't affect them it's, now. Now we're messing with the radio. Now it's yeah, yeah, it's affecting them. So they're putting on these faces, like, gray whoa, aliens. Whoa! The weird thing is, gray aliens have been seen po- like peeking in windows and stuff like that. But they're almost always, like, I can't remember San Francisco or something like that where there's a big case of, like, dozens and dozens of great aliens poking, peeking in windows. Yeah. But it was only where grass was underneath the window. If you had concrete, they wouldn't do it. Huh. And it's this whole thing with even Fresno ant crawlers. They have to be connected to the ground. Grounded, yeah, to an earth elemental. Yeah. Hmm. Like it's a conduit. It has to be attached at some point to the radio. In order to so, express itself with in these, different frequencies. With these aliens saying that, hey, you got to watch out for the environment, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They mimic our scientists. They mimic the look and the feel because they think that they look at us and like, okay, that's the people that they listen to. Mm, yeah. So this is what we got to look like. They got to look like this and then only express points of the people who hand them the most green money. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Here it comes. But no, seriously, that they, they mimic this. Like the look of a scientist. Right, yeah. Because it's like, okay, this is what they'll take us seriously. Yeah. These are the people that they listen to when they purvey information or something needs to be said. They yeah. They hop these guys on their TV. What do you think? What, that they're bought and paid for? No, and, the oh, alien oh, thing. Oh, I know, I know. No, I. well, I'm on, I don't think, I think we both kind of have that thought. Aliens aren't from. Aliens aren't aliens. Yeah, or what they're taught to us, like creatures from other planets. No, I mean, yeah, this falls right into them being from here, but not from here as much we know it, where we live. Just different beings from different, let's just say different frequencies that are communicating, visiting, or help. Sometimes they help us, warn us, or play tricks on us, like not just a byproduct, just a different being from different frequencies. So if there's all these different frequencies, some of them might be good, some of them might be bad, some of them might be indifferent. And Faye, so Faye are often known as secret stuff. Like Faye can look like old people. Yeah. It's really weird. Like the old man of the woods and stuff like that is a type of Faye. Mm-hmm. It's a Faye wearing a costume. Yeah. And they use these different faces to express different versions of their emotions. Mm. So this cold, unfeeling gray alien, which is often described as very insect-like, yeah, maybe the cold, calculated side of them. Or they, you know, it's very, and that's what it is. And we're going to talk about Bigfoot and stuff here in a second. This is their forest giant. This is their version of a forest protector. Yeah. Big, strong, very natural. Very, you know, the embodiment of nature. Right, yeah. Because what would do the best here is something naturally that would, you know, be the best case scenario for that environment. Your guard dog, literally dogmen. Yeah. You want somebody scared off, you make this humunculus that's just terrifying to look at. Ooh. Humunculus. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a one on... on that yeah, one yeah, on one, one term? Yeah. Okay. Stealing from him. Yeah. Um, but it all, it all connects. So, yes. 
Fey often wear different masks for different emotions. Hmm. 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 So yeah, it's what are the Fey? You know? That's perfect because that's the next question. Oh well, there we go. I mean, it's leading right into it. What are the fae? what are the Fey? That's weird. Literally, my last blob. And I know you can't put your finger on any of this. Let's go think, through my little list. Yeah. Before. Let's... Let's, let's see what you got. Interdimensional beings. This is kind of one that people throw around. I don't buy into this one because I don't think it's accurate. I think when you look at the men in black and those kind of things, they're interdimensional beings. They have skin in the game for being here. Mm-hmm. These guys are already here. Right. They don't care about anywhere else. They care about here. They often are associated with nature and other elements of nature. You know, but what if men in black are that part of it and they're like the scouts, like that are looking for the the quote-unquote bad ones. See, you're doing the thing, in, including everything into the Fae. Yeah, because it could be. It's not. I don't think it is. I think the Fae are very select, these nature spirits that just happen to be very aggressive protecting their domain. See, but and that's what I'm saying it could be, is you know, if we are dropping nuclear bombs, one, or doing like the stuff we think was going on during the Mothman things, like bursting through these walls that we're not supposed to that who knows what that's doing to other you know frequencies i'm just going to refer to it as that you know we might not be tapping into one of theirs but tapping into another one might uh, still affect theirs in some way and they're like all right send send down the scouts you know the grays the men in black the send out what all is going on what are all these people seeing maybe just our thought conscience if it's like at a crazy like erratic you know ufos are flying in the sky like all the time it might just throw off human consciousness enough to where as a whole affects their reality you know what i mean i'm voting no it's just a theory (laughs) it's a working theory ready for the next one yes i'm voting no forest or nature spirits (laughs) or guardians this could be the reasoning behind some cryptids like Bigfoot and Dogman's existence, like mm-hmm. we've already covered. Right, yeah. That these are literally tied to their environment. These may be a byproduct of their environment or directly related. So their importance, their protection is directly related to their survival as well. Yeah. So they put on these faces to keep people out or to maintain nature. Right, and it, like Bigfoot might just be perfect to do that, you know, it's perfectly suited for its environment. And if we go for the two Bigfoot type theory, yeah, they could be just mimicking what's the, already here. Yeah, yeah, and that could be why some of these Bigfoot have very paranormal attributes, and some of these Bigfoot are very animalistic. One, one being the glowing red eyes. Yeah, like that's just got to be something different. I mean, even because it's not just Bigfoot floating and orbs and all this stuff. There's that part of it. Yeah, so fairy lights and like gigantic bigfoot that shouldn't biologically be i mean we know biological anomalies are existing but you know if these 15, 18 footers yeah maybe they're just fey versions of which explains why they can be how they are you know because it doesn't take you don't have to be eating gobs of amount of food i mean you would have to be for that A big lot. but it, i mean but, if you're if you're 18 foot tall and Jack, probably and, five or six thousand pounds. Yeah, it's a small T Rex. You could be eating a lot all the time, and but if you're just a spirit, don't require that. It makes more physical sense. food. Yeah, yeah. You ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. As I burp into the mic, they're actually aliens. Oh, just straight up aliens. That the true 
true not from here's right and they just happen to be energy beings or something like that and they have they're so foreign to us this is the only way they can communicate i'm gonna say no (laughs) i just thought that was funny i just had to include it i don't think so either but i mean could be i just don't believe in that stuff you know yeah for all the crazy things i believe in that's the line yeah like i ain't getting in the weeds there i know but like i don't know it's so dumb that I'll draw the line there. But yeah, I don't believe in it. I don't know. How about their ghosts are demons acting cute? Okay. I'm sure in some cases that could be a thing. I'm sure it could be. Just playing games. What? I, I guess it depends on what your definition of acting cute well, is. Well, you know, Faye are often like associated as being little like people. Yeah. You know, and just being tricksters and right that's where i would not being real problems unless you make them real problems yeah just product of their existence but it's actually demons using it to manipulate the environment and get away with stuff under the guise of being fey oh okay yeah oh yeah you can't you can't uh vote out or rule out any tricky actions of a demon so yes i got it you got to include that Sure, why not? My final one. Okay. The embodiment or the, the projection of our fungal neighbors. Oh. We've been on a kick for three weeks. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. I have a giant mushroom hat that's really about to show up on the door any second now. I'm shocked it hasn't been brought up yet, this topic of it. Because fairy rings. Mushrooms. Well, we've beat it to death over the last three weeks. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, there's this this chance that these are the physical embodiments, or the the projections. Yeah, like psychoactive projections of, of mushrooms. Of mushrooms, and that would be that different wavelength. It's the same thing. It's literally them. They may have physical forms on top of them constantly. Yeah. And every once in a while, it leaks through. See it well, and maybe they might be at a point where they know in like our development, uh, it's best not to be associated with these guys or just like not really involve ourselves with them. Yeah, we'll do things to help sometimes or maybe things to hurt them sometimes because they're killing us but it's best we just stay unknown to them you know for the most part and maybe that's why there's not as many sightings they just know it'd be bad news bears or they just don't care or yeah they maybe maybe that too they just don't care enough it's not worth their time Mm -hmm. but there's times i'm sure it is like okay we need to scare all right it's guys like put together let's project this dog man they just I don't know. This they're running the simulation. They could be. They are the simulations. They're the computer chip. They're the the they're the, the computer chips. The network cables. They're literally the computer chips. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. That's why some of these ancient cities, you know, look like motherboards and stuff. It's the fungal nature, you know, creating them. If you had to pick, do you have any more to add to the list first off? Uh no, I'd say it pretty well covers the basic list. Yeah, and once again, this is just an introduction. Yeah. Uh, what would you pick? If you had to pick one, what are you going with? I think the spirit, the spiritual, you know, elemental beings either manifesting themselves, which could fall under the fungal umbrella, but I think it's in that it's, it's nature or it's just energetic just these actual beings that exist that are here but are also not you know at that different frequency so i think it's that i don't think they're i don't think they're fungus per se 
Okay. I think the fungus is a different thing. I think orbs and that kind of stuff could be the fungus, but I don't think these type of things are fungus. Okay. I think it's literally spirit, like, and they could be negative. They could be demonic. I don't know, but they're forest beings. They're forest elementals. Here's a thought too. Um, okay, we say fungus is like computer chip. You know, they mm-hmm. and they can transport or create data, move it whatever faster than what we got currently artificially. Yeah. yeah, is that the best way to put? It? So what if our what if nature created its own AI? Using fungi as the conduit. Why to, are you trying to force AI into everything today? I, I just think there's it, so just follow me on this journey. Nature itself, the world, this plane, is using AI or using fungi to create its own version of its own AI to physically manifest itself or to uh, let's say Bob's a giant AI simulation. It's it's working on you know nature just kill off this section. You know, to create nutrients for it, to you know, it's a it's an AI process. Now it's like okay, now I'm getting to the point where my it's getting advanced or learning enough its own AI to like physically manifest itself to interact with us or things like that. But it just doesn't still quite know how, but it does it in an AI you know kind of fashion. Now we ask it questions like on that chat, whatever it is, and it comes back with like logical things. What if these things? Or nature is creating its own AI where it's creating these beings, whether they're fairies, fae, or even like we talked about in our Patreon episode, the not deer. It creates these things, but they're just not always quite right because it doesn't know how to emotionally connect with us, how we perceive things. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it's nature's AI, cryptids, fairies, weird spirit things. But it doesn't have to be. It's not AI. I don't. Like your theory doesn't have to have AI is what I'm getting at. It's intelligent, but yes. not in the forms of. It's which not artificial you're... though. And when it comes to our intelligence, it could be it's well, it's artificial as in nature trying to manifest it or create it. Literally, it's nature is what you're saying. That's not artificial. That's the exact opposite of artificial. It's nature creating, but but we're nature, right? Yeah. So and it's we're cre- creating nature, our, nature is creating another consciousness. So its own con- yeah, it's like well, if, like the fungal consciousness. I don't yes. know. If it's creating its own consciousness, then it is, you know, by its version artificial to them. I don't think so. But that means ours wouldn't be artificial if we're creating it, you know what I mean? We're we are a part of nature, not nature. Correct? We're not nature itself. We're a part of nature. So when we create a consciousness, it's artificial. Nature as a whole produces a consciousness what if it's, it's cre- natural creating it that's what if it's not natural that's what i'm saying like it's it a- is natural because it's nature i don't i think if you're saying nature created it it's natural okay true touche because literally the word nature implies it, natural it's ai it's, it's not a nature well, i don't know where you woke up today this is what woke this up late called. showed up late phase are nature's ai Okay. They're, that's what the grays are. That's why we think they're robots, but they're it's nature AI. On that note, I have been the great and powerful mystery. And I've been your soft disclosure, dr- dr- just dripping little hints of knowledge here and there <laughs> for the universe to absorb. Uh, Jay. <laughs> I was like, you forgot what I was doing there. Uh, you've been listening to Crimson Corn Podcast. Thank you guys for your constant support. We love and appreciate each one of you. Oh, Have yeah. a great day.
Bye. Bye. Fungus are nature's AI. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash CryptoTheCorn.com. And don't forget, stay magical. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.